Good evening. Welcome to Above the Fog. Thank you, John Bertan. Good uh, base beats, as always. Appreciate that. Uh, it is 9.09, Sunday, October 15th, 2023. Exactly one week ago, October 8th, I did the uh, Chicago Marathon. And uh, we're here to talk about it. And uh, I'll run through the, the quick stuff here. We got um, starts in Grant Park, which is like on the water in Chicago. Um, there are three waves, but really it's it's by letter. So you have like corrals, like A, B, C, D, E, F, all the way to like, I want to say like Q or something. Um, there are roads perpendicular to Grant Park. And the road that I was accessing my my entrance to the let's see wave one was Ida B Wells Road, um, and I had gate four. Uh, technically, you can just access any you can access the marathon through any of the gates. You don't need to use the gate assigned to you. Um, I found it's easier to walk past. Um, some of the gates and just find a gate that has fewer people. And there's easily 100,000 people standing around uh, accessing Grant Park. And this is like, I want to say 6 a.m., like an hour and a half before the start of the race. Uh, we had a world record, Kelvin Kiptum, two hours, 35 seconds, uh, asterisk, super shoes. Um, Connor Mance from the U.S. was our fastest American, 207.47. Um, these, all these people have the super shoes. Um, Galen Rupp, who I like to follow a little bit, was 208.48, had a good race. Safan Hassan, I think that's Kenya, 213.44. Um, Emily Sisson is from the U.S., is 222. Yeah, and there's another 48,000 people, uh, but I won't go through all of those people. All right, we got, uh, let's get to the good stuff. We got Tim DiCarlo, esteemed uh, marathoner, uh, Max Cam, ultra runner, and uh, Andrew Melton, also ultra runner, uh, here tonight. Just to talk about how the race went, any questions? Um, I'm really happy with the race, uh, and uh, yeah, I earned a, a a Pliny. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Melton. So, uh, I don't know, Tim, do you have any questions? Uh, yeah, my big question. Uh, I also agreed to purchase you a Pliny, but I think it was. One, do I have to do one for every minute you beat what my... I, I like that better. Yeah, every minute. Yes. Yeah. I should not have brought that up then. <laughs> uh, you just created that. I, I will... Uh, no, no. A, a single beer is very nice. I, I like the uh, I like the challenge. I think you guys are going easy on me. Although I did like that, Andrew Melton. That was your idea, uh, Pliny, because... Uh, uh Chrome threw out to me uh what's my pliny time and i didn't know what it was but then i had to figure it out and over under i thought that was a pretty good idea pretty good challenge 
Yeah, I will say like some of the logistics, maybe I should talk about some of that and then like questions can come up. I other unlike Boston and New York and a lot of races that are point to point, uh, this is a loop, which is great because you finish and start in the same place. Um, but it also creates just this mass, this sea of people in Grant Park, which is also cool. It's basically I, Chicago is like New York, but a little cleaner. <laughs> um, it's the bathroom situation and the corrals are really confusing. Like I probably walked a mile and a half minimum just to get to the start. And then there's like people doing like wind sprints and like jumping, like jumping up and down and getting super amped and we're behind like i want to say like three thousand people so i i didn't do any of that i just sat down i uh i had something to what did i sit on oh i had a trash bag I just sat a, on a trash bag and uh, so you did no other warm-up zero other than no, walking to the start and and were you, oh, that's were you, the other... were you nervous about that well i had to pee really bad because the mm -hmm. bathroom situation is, and I drank a bunch of Gatorade, I drank coffee, and I drank water, like all before. <laughs> and this is this is like a, a silver lining because drank all these fluids, you know, to get ready. I went to the bathroom as soon as I got into Grant, but then it's like it's like a thirty-minute kind of meandering, at least from the bathrooms back to like your corral. And then there's no way you're getting back because there's so many people and you're just like, I'm just holding it. So it's like for a long time, you're just waiting for the, Ooh, the that, start. That makes, my, that makes my first question. Thank you. Uh, Nowhere to uh, go to the bathroom. You, you can tell the story because you just said, yes, I did. So uh, Andrew was uh, texting me the night before and he said, you know, I'm just going to blow up. Meaning, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to, totally blow it and uh he went out i was tracking him because what else do you have to do at four in the morning on a uh, sunday uh so i was tracking him and he went out what i thought was a little bit faster than what he normally does and then suddenly after the first 5k he just kind of disappeared <laughs> and i thought yeah oh, wow. like a, than almost I thought. a 10 minute mile yeah <laughs> so, the, so you tell the story you tell the story oh I, oh well <laughs> no, yeah i i had to, i had to pee so that was at mile four so i I, and it was a long, a long pee. Like, you so know, let's get into the if you've had a lot of beer, I don't know if anyone has ever had this happen, but say you've had a lot to drink and you're holding it in the car or a bus ride or something, and you're just, you'd have to go for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then you finally do get to go. And it's this long, wonderful feeling. But, but it went on and on for like a minute, maybe, maybe 45 seconds. But it's like, I'm, I have this race to get back to. And I'm peeing and enjoying the the long urination, but it's wait, uh, wait. So, wait, so, so you ran <laughs> you ran three three hard miles, and yep. then used the porta potty. Yep. So so let's get. I was into running the... like with the pain of having to pee that like the first three miles. Yeah. Hmm. I I want to get to the dark side of big city uh, runs. So uh, you said there's about three thousand people before you. So when you got into the porta potty. Uh, what was it like? Were you just like, oh, Jesus, shouldn't have done this? <laughs> no, no. They they have 
the first half mile, I saw two porta potties behind mm-hmm. like a sea of people, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, oh, I could just weave through those people and use the. But the, it was like there was already there's so many people that would have taken minutes. And then um, it's funny. This is the the story. And then I just held it until there was an actual like uh, like twenty porta potties to to use, and it was mile four. Um, it's it's there on my Strava, like the the huge dip, but that was uh, a good because I was actually holding back because I was so uncomfortable because like you can't run really well if you have to pee really bad, <laughs> and, and I was like, could I just stop anywhere and pee like in this alley? I was thinking, and that that would probably end poorly. Like the cops, I'd probably get like an indecent. Uh, hey Tim Crone. My brother got a, um, uh, he was a long time ago. He was um, in Isla Vista and he was peeing in a field. It just so happened there was a police officer walking through the same field. And so, yeah, he got like a $400 ticket. (laughs) Okay. My big question, back to the important thing, the race. My big question, when you walked into the porta potty because you started in one of the early corrals, was it already a disgusting mess or was it fine? No, it was, it was pretty good. It was like, um, uh, they had enough. It was only like maybe a 10, 15 minute wait to get to the front. It's just like, it was so, um, yeah. Is there a map? That was one thing. I'm, I'm not sure if there was a map of the Chicago grant park facility. Like it's a, they make a city out of like the whole, I mean, it covers, yeah, there's 48,000 people had to start, and then there's all of the workers, and then they're corralling and moving everybody around. So it's really kind of kind of confusing. I would not. I think I made the right call. I would not bring old clothes. Kind of thinking like you can survive. It was only like 50 degrees. It's not that cold. You can survive in 50 degree waiting, and the trash bag was plenty. Like there was people in like sweatsuits and like the Tyvek uh, disposable uh, suits and, you know, old clothes. And that's, I guess that's a good way to donate some clothes, old clothes, but uh, they do that at like uh, Sacramento. Um, I did not check a bag either because I learned from Boston and Boston is really well organized. Like it took 30 minutes after finishing to finally get my bag back. And that's just time that you could spend walking back. Like I'm only like 15 minutes from the hotel. So I could just walk back. It's no big deal. That's another question. Okay. Hotel. Uh, so you don't, because... so checking a bag, unless you absolutely have to, I wouldn't do it. And clothes. I think people way overdo it. You don't need all those clothes. Maybe, maybe like a, two old shirts is, is plenty. You don't need like the pants and everything else. Is this your first time because it was a loop course where the hotels was everybody trying to get into the same hotels? Was it way overpriced? Was it way crowded in the hotels trying to get in and out? Were they accommodating to you? Yeah, let's back up. Uh, Yes, it was my first Chicago, Max. And I'd never been to Chicago ever. You fly into O'Hare. If anyone's listening to this and who's never done Chicago, there is the blue line. It is super easy to find. It is attached to the airport. 
I think it's Terminal 2. I flew Alaska. I flew United in, Alaska out. But it's the blue line goes to downtown Chicago. And it's one continuous uh, train. It's totally, it's $2.50. The ticket is 50 cents. So for $3, you can get 20 plus miles to downtown. Super easy. Or you can pay $48 on a lift, which I also did, which takes forever. So, so use the public transportation. It works great. It's super easy. And you're just on one blue line. That's that. That's like one thing they should talk about, like for all the people coming from all over. Is like, I don't, I didn't know how to get there, so I just took a lift. And that's how I did Boston too, because like Boston's more confusing, but it's Boston's even easier. You just look at the little map, and it's like, oh, just go here, here. I'm, I'm where I need to go. So, yeah, Boston, you take the blue line too. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they make the blue line for marathons. <laughs> that's the purpose. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that's my like really good tip. Uh, yeah, I kind of made a mistake. I was walking around a lot. I got lost because that's the other thing. The GPS does not work very well and we're so reliant on our phones, like to go to the expo. I, um, this is a good story. So the day before I was like, Oh, I'll walk down and get my number. The expo is a mile and a half. So, okay, I'll jog like part of that and then I'll just walk the rest. But I got turned around in Grant Park and, well, I saw like this sea of people. They're all, they're all just like walking. And some of them looked like they're pretty fit, you know, like maybe they're marathoners. So they're probably all headed towards the expo. No, I walked with these people for like 10 or 15 minutes this was an Alzheimer's uh, march. So so I just got caught up in a... I thought it was all these people headed to the expo. This was just all these people marching for Alzheimer's in the opposite direction. And um, I started to pick up on it, you know, with the shirts and, and stuff. I just thought they were Alzheimer's supporters, you know. Like, And then I, I had to walk the opposite direction. So I ended up walking, I don't know extra mile or two so it's a huge expo it's just like all the other expos it's like the same exact vendors um they there was a motivation booth at the expo which was i thought the coolest thing it was write a note or take a note and um yeah somebody handed me a note it was like uh Something about let it rip. I saved it. It's actually up on the garage and in, in my garage. I thought that was kind of cool. Okay, so back to your running. Tell us about your running. Okay, so back to the running. So you get so I'm uh where am I? I'm at the Marriott. Uh, uh it's like a Marriott. Like it was like 300 a night, which is actually reasonable. I think you can pay a lot more than that. And I was there for two nights. I got in on Friday night, flew out Sunday after the race. So Marriott, I don't know, it's like a mile or so. Um, sea of people, I went, I tried to access gate seven. I don't know the name of the road. It's really hard to get in. You remember people you run into, which is kind of interesting. Like, and then, and that's part of the reason I do these podcasts is because like, um, 
yeah, I met this guy who'd done Boston. And, uh, yeah, he had gained some weight. And he was like, yeah, I'm not getting into Boston again, but uh, trying to get back into shape. And we were just, I don't know, you just run into people randomly. And uh, he had all the Boston gear on. He had, like, a Boston hat and Boston shirt and stuff. So he's super Boston marathoner. Um, a lot of dads, I think. A lot of dads do that. A lot of 45 to 49-year-old people do this. Anyway, um, National Anthem. That's kind of really uh, poignant. Is that the right way to say that? There is a, uh, yeah, it's just really calm all of a sudden. Everybody pays attention. That's really nice. And you can see from, so I was in B. So it's elites. There's maybe like, maybe 100 elites, really. Maybe, I, I don't know. Not that many. And then you have A, which are probably sub 250. 245 people and then you have b and so my and that's probably 255 to like 305 and, and then there's some other people there i don't know but it was yeah i was in the back of b because i was like i'm not going to do another blow up starts really slow takes a while to even cross the um start line i want to say it's like a minute before you start the cross line or the, the, the starting line. And then it's just a sea of people. <laughs> and your GPS doesn't really work very well because of all the buildings and stuff. So, Max, have you done Chicago? I have not. Yeah, it really doesn't work. I mean, it was way off. It was like five-minute mile, nine-minute mile. like, And I had it on. I mean, it's a pretty good watch. It's always worked really well. But it was reflecting. And you could even see in the Strava. Here, I'll, I'll, I could pull it up. Yeah, so, I have it up right now. It's like all over the place. So you can't really tell like when you went to the bathroom or whatever. Yeah, here, I'll pull it up. So it was. Now, was that quickly? Was that a source of frustration? Or did you just say, I'm just going to ignore it and just run? What, what, what was your mindset when you started to realize it was all over the place? I, I know. I know where I'm at <laughs> pretty well. I'm, I can, but I was pretty nervous. So what was my mindset? I think I was like, I gotta be, I gotta be right around seven. That's what I was telling myself. So I, I it didn't bother me. It was like, and I kind of expected were there any, it. Uh, were there any pace groups or pacers you could see? Oh Yeah. So these are uh, this is for Andy to gripe about. So the 305s were all over the place. They couldn't use their GPS either, and these guys were like really good runners. You could just tell they were really fast. They were like, I don't know, twenty somethings, just looked super fit, like a 30. And I think 305 was the fastest pace group. I did not see a three-hour pace group uh, at all. So 305, they were they were cooking. Because we were like, I don't know, 128, and they're at th for the half, and they're right there. <laughs> so that's that's too fast. It's a little um, hot. Yep. Yeah, a little hot. Uh, I think I think they're having trouble kind of keeping the pace going. They were they were banking a couple minutes. They were, they banked at least three or four minutes. So, um, yeah, it's uh, 
it's kind of surreal Chicago because you're just running through city like skyscraper after skyscraper there are a lot of turns um, weather was perfect for this race you can't really see the lake at all I thought so I'm showing the Strava uh, and that will be in the, the show notes thing um, I thought you know you're running along what lake is that that big Michigan. lake there <laughs> like Michigan and uh, no, you, you can barely see. You can see some boats in a marina, like over here. This is a diverse, diversity harbor, but that's kind of like a condo area, a lot of houses. Um, I was nervous the whole time because I just had all of these thoughts of another blow up, like a really bad blow up. Like I'm gonna hit. 20 or 18 and i'm just gonna fall apart and like stumble in (laughs) so i really was holding back like if you look at my heart rate for the first half let's see Eh. yeah i'm like that's not accurate this this far first part here that's uh, maybe, maybe it is i don't know um well, it says 140s. That's pretty good. I, it felt felt much easier than it says. Those are probably your warm up miles. Like since you didn't do like an actual warm up, like you're basically just starting cold, and your heart basically has to kind of rev up to keep up. And then it after like a mile or two. It usually settles out. Yeah, I think for pacing, this is a great marathon because it's like totally flat. And if the weather's right, everything everything was perfect to do like a PR. Can't complain. Um, it was, I want to say the roughest part was around mile 18. And it was switching um energy i think switching energy stores so my my fuel plan was a goo every four miles um so i had a had it the first goo i had was at mile four because i didn't want to start with a goo that's just too much goo so it's like five goos total and i didn't touch the gatorade until like mile i want to say mile 20 or maybe mile 18 Try to stay away from the sweet stuff. Did they have any Twinkies or Cracker Jacks there? Because I think both of those were invented in uh, Chicago. No, they they had Morton. Um, they had it's pretty pretty basic Gatorade and water. The <laughs> the aid stations had the same. Most the the first aid stations had the same. Um, you know, Gatorade, green cup, water, white cup. And then I got a white cup and it had Gatorade. <laughs> but that was like, I mean, really no big deal in the bigger picture. But it was like, that that was happening. They were pouring the wrong fluids into the wrong cups. So. And were you, were you drinking at every aid station or how are you trying to manage your water? I, st- I would, I was, I was like, I would slow down to like 8:30, 9 minute pace, 
drink the water, and then keep going. Because I was not going to crater my race because I wasn't drinking water. I wasn't. So I so I was like being really um, methodical at my every aid station because I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna screw it screw this up. <laughs> and that that really helped me because it was like you know when you're going hard and if you just slow down for like 10 or 15 seconds it's nice because your body can kind of rest a little bit. And then it's it seems like it seemed much easier to go back versus running through an aid station and splashing water all over your face and going through it as hard as you can. Which yeah, I think practicing it going through an aid station is like a important. It was it, it was also tricky too because you'd have to line up because um, there's so many people so you're like weaving. And so, a hundred feet before an aid station, you wanna you wanna start to get over, or maybe two hundred feet. You start to get over, and then now you're lined up and you're in the right shoot to get the water. You can't you can't like dart over and just grab the water. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Everything was perfect. That's why this was not such an interesting one. It was like. I had the uh, oh here's the here's the the note. You've worked so hard to be here. Let it rip. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, oh, I did have a question. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I I'm all over the place tangents. Um, you said it's like New York. In New York, one of the cool things um, was you're going through all these ethnic neighborhoods. You could feel different vibes all over the place. Um, did they have that kind of thing in Chicago where you feel like you're going through a Latino neighborhood, a Greek neighborhood, uh, whatever, uh, and did it look different? I, I'm, You know, the, it was better, much better than New York, only because they weren't obnoxious. Like New Yorkers got some of the New Yorkers would have air horns and they would just love blowing the air horn like right next to you. And that happened oh, yeah. like a few times because, you know, that's fun. Just blowing an air horn while you're while you're drinking beer, you know, in Brooklyn. <laughs> but uh, no, I I didn't notice that. Like I didn't notice. I mean, I'm sure I ran through neighborhoods like that, but it was it all kind of blends together in Chicago. It's Midwest. Did it go over any? Uh, I, I know it goes over some bridges, but they weren't any big bridges like in New York. Like I'm just trying to. Because in the beginning you said it's very much like New York. Is it like that? You're not going over the Tappan Sea Bridge or whatever we were going over. Uh, you know, I'm not doing Chicago justice. I, I did go to the Fed building, which is just a giant monolithic building that looks like every Fed building. And like there's the um, Chicago Board of Trade, I think. It's like an iconic uh, street. And, you know, they. Did a, for a long time, it, it was kind of where they do. They probably still do a lot of trade, like a lot of stock trading and stuff at Chicago. I'm I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I was running by. It was like tall buildings. <laughs> you, you should slow down and uh, take a look at that. Take a look around. Life goes yeah. fast. You got to take a look around or whatever. Ferris Bueller went to the Chicago Stock Board or whatever it's called. So you know. 
Uh, I'm trying to quote him, and now I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, even I, I skipped the beer at the finish because I was so done. I was like, ah, I didn't want to. I was just, just seemed like I couldn't even drink or eat anything. So I was, I didn't want to have a beer. I did have a deep dish pizza and a beer later. That was delicious. A couple hours later, and I, I lucked out. I made my back to my hotel room like 15, 20 minutes before I had to check out so I could shower and head to the airport. You didn't get one of those $300 horse cab rides or whatever it was? Uh... <laughs> no, I. the only story I have was, the only remotely interesting story was the night before, which I think I shared with you, Tim. It was at the noodle store. No, and no. I, are you sure? So No, you told me so, about the Alzheimer's walk, uh, but I don't think you told me oh. about this. <laughs> So I'm in line at the noodle store. It's like a couple blocks and surprise, there's like 10,000 people <laughs> trying to get noodles the night before a marathon. <laughs> and um, I'm talking to this, this these older couple right behind me. And they're like maybe 60s, I don't know. And uh, this this lady's, you know, doing Chicago. She hadn't done one in a long time. And and I, and I we were just talking about, we were in line for a long time. We were just talking about, you know, it's like, uh, are you bringing um, a drop bag? And she's like, oh, no, I have my husband. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, do you, don't you think two hours? Because on our thing, it says two hours, so, like arrive at 530 for a 730 start. I'm like, do you think two hours is a little too much to arrive, you know, before the start? And this, this. Uh, oh, you did. Okay, this yeah. <laughs> interesting right, but... person, this uh, lady um in front of me like interrupts and says basically because she's like a volunteer she says well what does it say like i wasn't even talking to her and i was like well i don't know it's just two hours i, I think an hour is plenty you know <laughs> she's like well you should follow the instructions shouldn't you like very condescending like <laughs> like i'm not even talking to her and i was like well i don't know i don't think that makes any sense you know i'm I could walk there in like, you know, 15 minutes. And uh, then she kind of goes on a, 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 you know, like there's, well, how many people are in the race? And and I got this wrong. I was, I, I don't know, it's like 30,000. She's like, 47,000 people are in this race. You need to be there. And just, just like lecturing me. And I was like, okay. And then she asked me, well, how many marathons have you done? <laughs> this, is, this is where I got in trouble. <laughs> and i'm like i don't know like 20 something and she's like oh well well i've done hundreds <laughs> and then she like turned her back oh, on me she probably thought i was making it up and i was like it was fine but i was totally messed up my brain after that run because i was because i was like what what am i you know what am i doing like why am i arguing with this lady <laughs> like <laughs> Just totally messing up my race. And so, yeah, I left an hour and before the race. It was fine. Everything worked out. There's was, there was no that problems. Was <laughs> random you random go to lady. You marathon the, the, to run your best race. You don't go to a marathon to be kind, Andy. That's you right. Have held back. You should have told her. <laughs> I, I should have just, just laid, into her, laid into the lady that I wasn't even talking to. <laughs> I'm still and, confused and, by the like porta potty situation though. So if you got there two hours early, are there porta potties in the corral? 
Like, what would you do? Well, no, it's, it's, let's see. It's confusing. They need a map of, and I'm sure there's a map. Let's say Chicago Marathon map, Marathon start map. And then you need to study the start map. And this is probably course and amenities. No, that's, this is a really good question. And people should do this before they start. Uh, yeah, this is not helping. So I'm looking at the course map here. Does it have another page? No. Course map. Course timeline, aid station. Yeah, you know, I did look for this stuff and I couldn't find it and I just was like, I gave up. So I'm at the Chicago Marathon website right now and I'm looking at the the actual published course map and it literally just says start, finish, like in Grant Park. Mm -hmm. um, the Buckingham Fountain is the center of Grant Park. And that's a good like um, reference point. And the Ida B. Wells Drive goes right into Buckingham Fountain. So you enter through one of the roads here. So you have like, I don't know, there's four different roads. And then you get into like a maze of, of corrals into getting to where your start is. Because they're trying, they're trying to funnel people for their, their letter. And this, see where the finish is here? That is where people are starting. People start all the way, like they're just stacking them up and they're going all the way back, I, I think. It's it's a huge line of people. Um, so yeah, it's kind of confusing. <laughs> What's that distance? Is that like half a mile between the start and the finish or more? From yeah, that's about half a mile, maybe maybe a, a third of a mile. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, at least half a mile, because see this Lasalle up here. Um, up. Let's see. Can I highlight anything? See where it says Wacker up there, Lasalle. Yep. That's where my hotel was, and it was like 1.2 from this point right here. Can you see the cursor? Mm -hmm. Down. So I would go down and then straight across. So I went down and straight across. But then I couldn't I, I couldn't enter here where it says start because there was just so many people. So then I went south down to Ida B. Wells, and then that was a better access. And if you went further south, that's an even better access, like uh, Balbo Avenue here. Because, the, yeah, it's like um, there's lots of access points, but the the furthest north seemed like the most people trying to access the the um, race and so spectators can't join you at all because you're doing like a pre-screening through like security there kind of sounds like boston when they load you on the buses yeah it i think what they could do i'm sure the race director will never hear this but they could give you a map of the start line and and show you the crowds like where like where is it that you're trying to end up because like 
okay, you go into Ida B. Wells, sure. And then you you don't just take a left and go to, to, to Corral A. You have some bathrooms and then you kind of meander around and there's like some U's, like, um, it's not that complicated, but it's not a straight shot. So you can't just walk to where you need to go. Was there like no signage anywhere? There, there was signage and people were, there was lots of helpful people. They would tell you and then you would just go from what they tell you, which I don't trust volunteers very well because they're just volunteers. <laughs> but yeah, and, and so I... And they verbally assault you, uh, <laughs> when you when you're not ready for it. We're just the, trying to get the, some night, of the night before, because I'm not two hours early. So. so what about on course? Was there music, bands, like a lot of spectators? Other than the buildings, what was it like? Oh, there's tons of people. The, the entire course is like just people. I mean, on both sides, everywhere. There wasn't that many live bands. I think there was like three or four, which was awesome. And that those really, they they had like, um, oh, there must have been a, I, I think it was a Chinese uh, drum band, I think. Oh, a taika um, band. Taika band. They, they have the big, the big drums. That was great because you can, you can hear it from a long way off. That, that kind of pumped me up. Um, Maybe that was through like a Chinatown. I don't. I don't know. I don't know Chicago enough. But then there was like twenty of them, so it's like that was really cool. Um. Yeah, just a lot of like speaker music. Not, not a lot of live bands. Wish I could remember more on the the music stuff. It's pretty zoned out, honestly. <laughs> I had no phone. Which is good. No phone. Uh, no headphones. That was kind of interesting. Just like I could, yeah, you couldn't use your phone to navigate to the start line or anything. Which is pretty easy. All right. I, I don't have much else. <laughs> um, could you guys think of questions people might ask that I could answer that would help somebody listening to this? So I see like a lot of turns on the course. Like, what was that like? It was hairy, actually. Like you could. There was some narrow. So it narrows. So it starts pretty wide open, like three lanes wide. And then it slowly goes to two. And then there was some sections where you're running almost one lane. And. I would just take them wide. You know, you don't need to do the tangent for everything, because if you do the tangent, you're going to get stuck in so many people also doing the tangent. Just do what has the most space and that's easiest. Um, there's a lot of turns. So like if you're going if you're an elite, you're going to do you're going to cut the corners. But when you're in a sea of people, navigating the people is almost more important than doing the tangent. Because there was a few times I would get behind, you know, a couple guys, and and they had like, um, for whatever reason, they would have it on the back their their age. So this is not your number. These are like the um, uh, what's the acronym? There's like three thousand person um, age group race for in Chicago. It's like the international age group race or something for marathon. And so 
it's kind of interesting. You'd see, oh, 50, you know, 55. Oh, he's doing really well. Or like 40. You can see their age on their the back bib. They're wearing it on their back. And so, so like but a, a lot of these. Race? Yeah, yeah. It was, and it's $400, by the way. Oh, okay. So you pay $400 and you compete against a lot of really good age groupers. And then at the end, they have a exclusive tent and party like buffet thing which they weren't really checking bands because like i walked into it <laughs> and I, I didn't even realize it because you're supposed to wear a, bru- a blue bracelet to get in but they weren't even mm-hmm. checking they just assumed like i was one of the runners and then i was mm-hmm. like oh i was in the wrong place so i just walked out so um but yeah those people were doing a lot of group running because they would be in a pack of four or pack of three, probably people they knew, clubs or something. And then those people are hard to get around. And that's like, they don't know who's behind them. And that's fine. And so you just have to spot them. And then, okay, I'm going to work my way over there. I'm going to work my way over here. Because, yeah, you're not going <laughs> to just part the way. <laughs> that's... um. Yeah, there was there's a lot of fast age groupers. What is that acronym? This uh Chicago age group. Should have done some homework, guys. Yeah, this was one really sharp turn on like mile tw- close to like mile 21. Wonder how that turned out. It is the Wanda Age Group World Championships put on by the 2023 Abbott World Marathon Majors. So that's W-A-G-W-C. Mile 20? Let's see. Like mile 21, there's this like really sharp corner. It's like a 135 degree corner or something. I don't know. Let's see here. Oh, I'm not sharing a screen. Oh, the the U-turn, that one. Let's see. Kind of looks like it. This guy. U-turn down here. No, the one no higher or up north a little bit. That one, oh, that sharp looking one. Oh wow, that looks gnarly. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that that was cool. That was no problem. It's a it's a giant, it's a giant U. I took it pretty tight, um, but you have tons of room. Uh, you can go way way out to do the U turn. So it's yeah, it's essentially a U turn. It's a uh, yeah, whatever mile that is, about 20. Wait, what's that dotted line you were running on? Is that a trail or is that a train line? Or is that just it's like a train line? Funky. We were run, running right next to a train line. I think it was like above us or maybe in between. Oh, okay. was, we were running underneath a train in some parts because they have elevated trains and there's roads under the train and I don't know where those were, 
but it's kind of interesting. And the, and the trains like leak water or something. So that's you can feel water splashing on you as you're running under the train. So I do oh, have yeah. a question, actually. I'm looking at your times. Did you, because your GPS isn't working, did you have, you said. Lost you. Where you were like, oh, I'm doing pretty good, or uh, I have no idea if I'm doing very well. Like, I mean, once you got to about mile 20, did you have an idea of what you were actually running? Well, at the half, I thought this is going to be really hard to break three hours because I was so close to to um, one thirty, mm-hmm. and I wanted I wanted like a one twenty seven, one twenty six thirty or something. So I was behind, but I knew I took it out really slow. Um, no, I got I got really worried at mile. I want to say nineteen. Everything kind of hurt, but. I just slowed down. I was like, okay, I'm just going to slow down and not try to hold pace. Because in the past, I'm like, okay, I have to do 652. If I'm not 652, I'm not getting sub three. But that's stupid because you're just kind of falling. You just keep falling apart and you go down like this, this, this rabbit hole of depletion. So you just back off. I know it looks like I only slowed down 15 seconds, but I'm, I know for a quarter mile or a half mile, I was running 30 seconds slower per mile, at least. Cause I was like, okay, I just need to, I just need to relax. And that was, but it, it looks controlled. Just looking at your times. I mean, well, it was flat. It's like, yeah, it's, it wasn't, it, it doesn't look like you have any one mile that you, Felt fell apart, gave up. Uh, well, that twenty-five, that that's uh, seven twenty. That's uh, pretty rough, right there. Yeah, but that's even in kind of league. It's just a tiny bit slower than the other. I mean, so yeah. it's it seems pretty good. It seems like you've ran a very very controlled run, in spite of all these things that were happening. Uh, it, you know what's you know. funny? It's like. I should be like so happy with my race, and I, I I am very happy. I followed everything I was supposed to do, but like, what's the fun in that? Like, <laughs> it's more fun to just go for gold and put it all on the wall, and then hope everything just holds together and you finish, right? Um, no, I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Yeah, I mean, you 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 told us your schedule, how you didn't even feel like eating or drinking, and you had to go get on a plane. Because you get you you get that uh, extra boost, you get that time, and then on the plane, all of a sudden, you're sitting next to somebody and going because you're getting cramps everywhere, and uh, you know you didn't have that happen. So you know, bonus for you. That's 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 your win. That's yeah, I'm I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, I did I did read that Berlin requires a 255 standard to get into Berlin by time. So that's on my mind now. And that'll be on my mind for a long time, all the way to CIM. So well, are you Which guys... Run. <laughs> Max, are you doing CIM? I am not. And I don't have any intention to. Ah. 
you know, a lot of people, Max, have no intention to run for president, and then they do. So, uh, <laughs> CIM is sold out. I looked it up. You can't even get in. So, so you have to try to score a bid from somebody who's not running now. So I don't know how that works, and there's, there's probably a lot of scammers. Like, how do you know someone's not scamming you? Like, well, you got to find you, somebody you know, I guess. Yeah. Or somebody that they know that you can trust or they can trust. There's got to be somebody in, like, the Tamalpa network there you can get a get a bid, Melton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. I think I'm going to wrap it up unless there's any other questions. It was, it was really good. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. It was, it was amazing. Everything worked out. So. Sign up is on think- Tuesday. For next day? year's next year Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh really? I saw that actually. I got an email. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yep. Are you uh, you're gonna do that, Melton? If my qualifying time will get me in, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you will because it's a little. I think it's like five minutes uh, different than Boston. I think, but they're they're also shifting their. They had forty eight thousand. I had thought. Chicago was much smaller. I thought it was like 30, but it's like just as big as New York, which is ridiculous. So much better than New York, by the way. Chicago did a better job than New York on logistics, on the fans, on just about everything. <laughs> the weather. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you've done all the majors now, Andy, except for Berlin and Tokyo. Is that right? No, I got London too. I've only done oh London. Okay. Yeah. There's six. I guess there's six of them then. Yeah. Okay. I w- I want Tokyo to be my last one because I'm like Tokyo is like my what bucket list marathon. Uh, Berlin, London. I I don't know about London. Sounds not so much fun because it's like just I don't know. Berlin's Berlin and Tokyo sound great. I just haven't been to London, so I don't know. That is that is the they should list all of the times next to the type of shoe. <laughs> just so people know that's how I mean which sucks for Kiptum, right? And Sasan, because they're these amazing elite athletes. And it's not like they were doping. They didn't pop for doping, but it's like, oh yeah, but they had different shoes. So it's not it's not the same world as, you know, 1981 or even like five years ago, which yeah, I've always thought get... running like you run a mile on a track. It's always a mile. But we've changed that. How so, much of a difference do you think those things make? I mean, they I make a difference. Would have been like 220. <laughs> no, he would have been. I mean, he probably would have been 203. I mean, he would have won the race for sure, but like, it's just these little gradients of what fractions of percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll wear them, but I just don't know when. <laughs> when I start slowing down. <laughs> when you, when you're trying to qualify for Berlin. <laughs> yep. Good point. Good point. All right, guys, I gotta go to bed. All right. Thank you. Congrats. Thanks, Jens. I appreciate it. Thanks for dropping in. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Bye.